BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Moretzi, Sirius XM Channel 159. We'll welcome our AM radio affiliates back in a couple of moments. Thanks to Mo Khan for joining us. We were just talking about the MVP, and I was discussing the uh, the fact that you don't uh, you don't want if your your favorite team is good, you don't want your quarterback winning the MVP. They don't win the Super Bowl. How many times has the NFL MVP won the Super Bowl? Ten players have won the Super Bowl and the MVP in the same season. Bart Starr in 1966, Terry Bradshaw in 1978, Mark Mosley in 1982, Lawrence Taylor, 1986, Joe Montana, 1989, uh, Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith, 1993, Steve Young, 94, Brett Favre, 96, Terrell Davis, 98, Kurt Warner, 99. Think about that. Kurt Warner, 1999, doesn't uh, it, it? It it doesn't happen. So that's why I saw people picking. Um, I saw on the NFL Network they were talking about the MVP and they picked Josh, everybody was picking Josh Allen and I thought to myself, oh God, no! I was like, Ugh. right? Listen, the the media loved the big strong arm quarterback, right? And I was talking about Joe Burrow. Now I disagree with Mo. Mo Mo doesn't think Mo doesn't seem to share my enthusiasm about the Bengals. I think the Bengals are going to win that division. I think the Bengals are going to win a bunch of football games. I get it; their schedule is tough, but everybody's schedule is tough this year. It is what it is. It's like just the NFL has never been so stacked like this. So, one thing I will say though about Burrow and the MVP, Burrow really isn't a stat guy. He's going to put up good numbers. He'll give you two hundred, you know, seventy yards. To, you know, he might, you know, three hundred here and there, but. He's not really a stat guy. He's more of a winner guy, right? But he's not, he's not, you know, he's not going to throw for 418 yards a game or anything like that, right? That's, that's not their system. That's not the way they play. Um, but I, I think, so I think that the Bengals are going to have a good year. I think that Burrow is going to be the reason for it. I think Burrow's a stud and the kid's a winner and they're going to win games. But I understand him not winning the MVP just because of the numbers, right? The media, 
the media like likes likes flash. Let's just call it out for what it is. I mean, look, uh, you know, look at the. If you look at the 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 odds for the MVP here, it's all like offensively sort of flash driven, right? It's not really the best player. It's sort of like the flashiest player. So Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Justin Herbert. I would say Herbert. That'd be my guy. Like I would I would pick Herbert. I don't share, you know, I don't fully share the enthusiasm of the Chargers fully that everybody else does. And a lot of people like this Charger team a lot. They've got to they've got to prove it. They've got to do it. Every year people talk, every year there's everyone in all the Chargers, the Chargers, the Chargers. Right? Yeah, I, I I've been that guy before in the past. I bought in and I'm not now. I just it is they they are. They are who they are. It is what it is, right? The Chargers will never be bad. They're never gonna be, you know, awesome, I don't think. Are they you're gonna have a dominant year? I don't think so. But are they gonna be good? Yes. Right? It's such a tough division, but the media love Herbert. They like him. So I think Herbert at nine to one is worth a look. It's level two, the late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159, the mighty 1090 ESPN Radio. Jason B. Takafin will step up and in in a couple of moments. Former minor league, minor league executive of the year. He actually won three championships uh, with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. Good enough to be uh, the minor league executive of the year. So we're going to talk baseball with Jason. We'll get into the Juan Soto uh, trade talks. Um, this is If it's going to happen, it's got to happen, and it's going to happen. The only question is, where is it going to happen and where is it going to happen to? So the Nationals take on the Dodgers, so obviously it's going to be a hot topic, a conversation all day uh, tomorrow and throughout the week, but a lot of people think that the Dodgers rivals in San Diego will step up. It's sort of quiet. Like, all things are quiet on the Soto front. It's a complicated deal. It's going to take a lot of players, and it's a lot of money uh, to take on. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, you're basically now, not only are you trading for him, but essentially you, you've got to work out this extension now that he turned down, right? So we already know already right, turned down $440 million, So now what is it? What do you want? You want 480? You want 500? Like, what are we looking at uh, here? So I understand the complicatedness of this. We'll get Jason B. Takafin's thoughts on this. We'll get you caught up to date with the updated uh, odds as well moving forward. We'll do a little standings check a little bit uh, later on, checking with the wild card uh, situation. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, is going to step up, and it will continue our NFL NFL future uh, talk. We've pretty much established the best and worst records. We ask people all week. The consensus is that the Atlanta Falcons will be the worst team in the National Football League, at least amongst our guests uh, this week. And as far as the the um, the best team is concerned, now for the record, I, I got the Bears at ten to one, but I think the Falcons at four to one are definitely going to have to be played as well as a little insurance uh, there. Most of our guests think the Buffalo Bills are going to have the best regular season uh, record, and I actually am one of them. I think the Bills are going to destroy it uh, this year. I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to destroy it in the regular season. But I don't want Josh Allen to win the MVP. The Super Bowl curse, you win the MVP. Who's going to win the MVP? I think Justin Herbert at 9-1 is worth a look. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger match for Kraft continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Perez. He's holding down on Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm right here 1090 ESPN Radio to 50,000 watt juggernaut channel. All of our AM radio affiliates. Let's bring in a former minor league baseball executive of the year. A three-time champion with the Toronto Blue Jay organization. Jason B. Takafin steps up and in. Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. It felt like the All-Star break wasn't a break at all. Like, it felt like there was literally, like, while there may not have been games, there was so much drama. Obviously, the great home run contest, the great all-star game, but, like, it felt like there was no break. And I'll tell you what, um, I think the Boston uh, Red Sox would say the same thing, that there's, yeah. <laughs> it felt like there was there was, there was, was no break. But, man, there's a lot of stuff uh, going on right now. We're a little more than a week away from uh, the trade deadline. But let's start off uh, with the, uh, the Boston Red Sox and the Toronto Blue Jays. And uh, the Red Sox got drilled in the final two games going into the All-Star break uh, by the Yankees, right? What yeah. was it, 14-1, 13-2? Now they get they get absolutely destroyed on Friday night, as we all know, giving up 28 runs. But the Red Sox have lost five straight games by a combined score of 67-13. to 13. The minus yeah. 54 run differential is the worst by any team over a five-game span in 122 years. We have to go back to 1901. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. You know what? This is actually going to turn out to be a blessing in disguise for the Red Sox, similar to the San Francisco Giants, how they got swept also. They're going to be allowed to be sellers at the deadline. You know, the Red Sox have $105 million coming off the books this year. Nate Eovaldi, J.D. Martinez, Xander Bogarts, Rich Hill threw a bullpen Saturday. Michael Waka is doing a sim game later on today. Jackie Bradley Jr., 2018 ALCS MVP. Christian Vasquez, the horse behind home plate. They're going to be able to confidently trade all those players get prospects rebuild on the fly we haven't even talked about Raphael Devers yet about you know he's going into his last year next year this actually reminds me very similar 
to the Cubs last year. Remember on June 30th, the Cubs got out to a 7-0 lead against the Brewers, and they gave up 15 runs early. That put them at 52-38. and 38. They fell five games behind the Brewers, but they were allowed to take a higher 30,000-foot look and say, you know what, let's trade off all of our guys. They're in a very similar position to the Red Sox. They are dealing with a, the, sort of the skeleton or the template of who won their World Series a few years before. They're gonna, the, the Cubs started their rebuild in earnest. Here, it's going to be the same thing. I think there's going to be some resentment, obviously, from Red Sox fans who are going to say, this is what you wanted all along anyways. Won't there, Jason? Like, some people are going to sort of be bitter. Like you said, in the, in, in the big picture, you know, listen, they're three and a half out right now, but they're trending in the wrong direction, as, as we see. Yet, there's a lot of people that believe that the Red Sox don't want to spend money or don't want to win right now. I know you don't. You don't share that uh, opinion. I mean, the Mookie Bet situation was was strange, uh, but they've turned around and they've spent money. Let's just call it up for what it is. The Red Sox are a hard team to figure out what their plan is. Yeah, well, they they traded Mookie Betts so they can reset their luxury tax, and they went out and gave a six-year, $140 million contract to Trevor Story. There's a big sect of Red Sox fans that are not over the Mookie Betts trade. They pay $14 for a Sam Adams at Fenway Park. They buy the regional sports network. They should be paying the definitive second-best player in baseball, maybe the best player, 5 tool player in the game, by the way. Uh, with respect to Shohei Otani, he's sort of a different breed, but— um, they should be paying for that. That is not where you sort of go cheap. Uh, respect to Connor Wong, respect to Jeter Downs, Alex Verdugo, perfectly good players. But why aren't the, Why do the Red Sox care about the luxury tax? Last year was a sort of a magical ride. They went to game six of the ALCS. They brought in Kyle Schwarber. Uh, it felt very, um, you know, 1999. It felt very like it was a magical ride, but it ended. And then they added Trevor Story, and then the, the, their pitching was good the first two months, but... Walker gets hurt. Rich Hill got hurt. Chris Sale was a little bit late. Eovaldi missed some time, and it kind of added up. And then, like you said, the past two weeks have just been a mess. Jason B. Takafin kick it with us. So we discussed momentum and what it what it means going into the All-Star break, coming out of the All-Star break. And let's talk about the Seattle Mariners, a team that have won 14 games in a row. They get the break, and then they get the Houston Astros <laughs> coming out of the break. And, I, you know, I don't want to say, oh, no, okay, it's a reality check uh, for the Seattle Mariners. I think just the fact of the matter is Houston are just that good. I mean, we, we saw what Houston did to the Yankees. We see what Houston can do to anybody. If they want to beat you, they can beat you. They're just that good. But now Julio Rodriguez has got a wrist injury as well, Jason. So, man, man, going into the break, 14-game win streak, everything's great. Suddenly they get they get swept by the Astros and Julio Rodriguez got a wrist injury. Yeah, I still think Kyle Lewis is, is sort of integrating back into the lineup. Mitch Hanniger is going to be back. They still have four out of the top 96 prospects. They are going to be very aggressive at the deadline, August 2nd, because, as we always mention, you cannot mention the Mariners without saying they have the longest drought of any uh, North American professional sports team in missing the playoffs. They are going to do everything to make it. Gabe, even you take away that 14-game winning streak, they're still uh, – take away that streak. They were 19-15. and 15. They were 33-15. and 15. They lost a series to the A's on May 25th to make them 18-27. and 27. From there, they were 33-15. and 15. They're 51-45 and 45 right now. There's no shame in losing to the Astros. It sucks that T-Mobile Park, they had three big crowds. They're coming off Julio Rodriguez was the star of the home run contest. They hadn't really played a bunch of home games. Um, from the Blue Jays series, they went you know almost two weeks on home games. It sucks. This is going to be good. The Mariners do need some help. And again, the deadline's in nine days. This is going to be a very good. This is a good loss. I hate saying that. It's a good loss. 
and the fact of the matter is as well, even even with getting swept by the Astros, they still have a two-game lead right now. Yeah. As far as the wild card is concerned, we just discussed the Boston Red Sox. They're trending in the wrong uh, direction right now. So you get the uh, the you know you got both Sox, so the White Sox, the Red Sox, the Guardians behind the Mariners, the Rays, and the Jays. And quite frankly, I think the Seattle Mariners are better than all those aforementioned teams. Yeah, I was very bullish in the Mariners. Fando gave us 84 and a half wins. Uh, I hammered the over when they were 18 and 27. I also sprinkled a little bit for them to go to the World Series to win the AL pennant. I did believe in them. I love how they were built. Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, first rounders, Robbie Ray, Cy Young last year. Marco Gonzalez was traded for a stud. Tyler O'Neill, Chris Flexing was a UFA off the scrap heap. I love how they were built together. And I also love how they are very, they're going to be very aggressive. They are not afraid to retool on the fly. Um, I think they're going to be, I think them and the Blue Jays will separate themselves. I also hammered the Blue Jays over at 92 and a half wins. Uh, they're going to separate themselves. They also still have a lot of prospects. Also the Blue Jays, they could get better. I think they're going to. We didn't spend too much time. You and I, there's been, there was so much stuff going on last week. It was the Soto bombshell, but what did you make of the managerial uh, change uh, with the Blue Jays? And do you like it moving forward? Does it, will it bring more discipline, accountability? What does Schneider bring to the, uh, to, to the dugout? I worked with John Schneider. He was actually the first manager that the Blue Jays sent us in Vancouver for 2011. Then after I left, he came back. So he is actually the, he won our first championship in 2011. He loves being aggressive. You saw it in the first day when, uh, when Espinal tried to stretch a single into a double, he was called out. Everyone's give everyone's giving him pounds and giving him potatoes uh, in the dugout. He wants to be aggressive. He loves hitting runs. He loves wheel plays. He loves all these great things. He's a very purist when it comes to the game. Um, likes to play the game with speed, likes to play the game with 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 aggressiveness. Um, you're going to see that. You have seen that. The Blue Jays came in there. They put their foot on the gas in Fenway Park. I think they're going to get players that are going to be able to play to his strengths. Guriel can run. Espinal can run. Tapio can run. Um, but they're going to get more players. They might even get an arm or two. Uh, but John Schneider, he's also been with Bo Bichette and Kevin Biggio and um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. since they were in New Hampshire five years ago. He knows those guys. First thing he did, by the way, he moved Vlad from batting third to number two, uh, Bo Bichette from batting second to number four. It doesn't seem like a very big change. But Vlad Guerrero, he's very much like Joe Thornton. Everyone gets a 20, 30% bump. You have to present the, the the best hitter as number two in your lineup. It works for Mike Trout. It works for Juan Soto. Uh, Shohei Otani was batting number two for a bit. So you have to be able to 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 inflict pain on the other team earlier. Bo Bichette is actually very similar to Vladimir Guerrero Sr. in that he swings the bat. He looks for contact. He wants to put the ball in play. He has power to all fields. And that's why him batting fourth, he's going to pick up a few more RBIs. He's going to come up with guys on base. George Springer, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Tosker Hernandez. That's pretty good for Bichette to be coming on with guys on base. Jason B. Takafin kicking it with us. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. The late night anger master class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. We're kicking it, talking baseball with a former minor league executive of the year, Jason B. Tackerson, throwing it down uh, with us. So, uh, Jason, ton of stuff I want to get to. Um, let's talk about the Juan Soto uh, situation uh, right now. Trade deadline, a little more than a week away uh, right now. And don't look now, but the Washington Nationals are in Los Angeles uh, oh. this week. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I listen, I I said at the time, don't let them leave at the all-star break. I said, just, you know, tell them, listen, just start looking for a place. We've got a place for you to stay here. Yeah. And, you know, you you know, we, we already sent for your bags. You just tell them, no, no, your stuff's no been short there. Yeah, yeah we've we're, 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 we're taking care of everything, bro. It's, it's yeah. done. It's done. No, don't worry about it. It's done. Here's your uniform, right? So now it's 2.0. He's back in the stadium again, bro. That, it just sort of... You know what I mean? It just it really, really magnifies everything of like, all right, this is our chance. This yeah. is our chance. Do we really want him leaving this city for the second time in a week? You hear what I'm saying? Are they going to pull the trigger on this? You think they're going to do it? I don't think the Dodgers will. Uh, if I was a gambling man, and I am, I'm going to say the Padres will. And the Padres will is because – they can't look at the Dodgers or their competition, get the quote-unquote Trey Turner and Max Scherzer again. The Padres have a ton of prospects. Campusano, Hassel, uh, Mackenzie Gore's in the show, uh, Wood, uh, uh, C.J. Abrams. They have great players, and they can't look at Manny Machado. They can't look at Fernando Tatis Jr. They can't look at Eric Hosmer, you Darvish, Blake Snell, and say, sorry, guys, we didn't want to give up a guy in high A ball. And we're going to have – you're going to have to look at Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and uh, – and, uh, a Gonsolin and all these, and maybe even Juan Soto. Sorry, guys, I don't really want to pull the trigger because we're thinking Trey about Turner. 26. They trade turn. They cannot do that. I think they're going to get creative. I think they're going to take on Corbin. I think they may even take on Strasburg. He went to San Diego State. He's from San Diego. Yes, you're give, you're bringing in Scott Boris into the mix. I don't think it matters. I think they need to get that player. Also, little fact is the Padres only have three pitchers on payroll next year. Blake Snell, Hugh Darvish, and Mackenzie Gore. Uh, Manaya, Clevenger, and Muscover, all free agents. So if they bring in Corbin, they bring in Strasburg, that protects them for next year. Also, I think the Padres are going to be super aggressive. They have a great team. They didn't bring in Bob Melvin. They didn't spend all that money on Wilma Myers a couple years ago. They didn't do that to be shy. 
They're going to get creative. They may even throw in some competitive balance picks. They may even throw in some additional prospects if they do re-sign him. They may even have to trade a player or two to gain a prospect to give to the Nationals. The Nationals know this. This is a very smart organization. Mike Rizzo, who himself has pulled the trigger a few times on some big free agent signings, the Nationals aren't afraid to write the check also, so they know their version of themselves when they're looking at it. And I think the Padres are going to get it done. Jason B. Takafin kicking with us. Uh, Jason was all over Julio Rodriguez to be the American League Rookie of the Year. He is currently listed as a minus 370 favorite uh, right now. The second choice is Jeremy Pena at plus uh, 750. But let's talk about the National League Rookie of the Year. I don't mind these props right now and these bets, especially, you know, we essentially have two months uh, left in the season only. Right? So, we're, you know, it's and there's still some value up on the board here at plus money on the National League side of things. And to put in perspective about the Atlanta Braves, man, man, they've got a deep system. Uh, I mean, look, the the, the one the, the the top two choices, guys, for the rookie of the year right now in the National League are both Atlanta Brave players. So yeah. a pitcher, Spencer Strider, at plus one seventy five, although his strikeout dominance has has cooled off a little bit, right? I mean, he had that twelve and eleven. He was, you know, it was, it was crazy with the double digit strikeouts. Um, so Spencer Strider's plus one seventy five, but a player that people don't talk uh, about much, but. A local kid from Georgia who's lighting it up with the Braves right now in Michael Harris at plus 200. Suzuki with the Cubs is the third choice at 9-1. to one. What's your take on the rookie of the year in the National League? Mike, Michael Harris, uh, the second, is actually a very good pick. They may start to monitor Spencer Strider's innings just because he is a rookie. But you said it. It really shows the Braves system. The Braves are 35-12 and 12 since June 2nd. Since June, since June 1st, excuse me. Last year... They traded for Adam Duvall, Jorge Soler, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, and they still have the top two rookies this year. It's really impressive. Uh, I would bet on Michael Harris. He's going to get at-bats. He's going to slowly rise in the lineup, especially, you know, no one really talks about it. Acuna Jr. is not hitting so well. Right, Ozzy Albies is still injured a little bit, and Austin Riley and Matt Olson—they're probably going to rise in the MVP ranks. Also, you might have to see, but you know, Harris might sort of rise in the lineup a little bit. Spencer Strider also might get his innings cut back, especially if Mike Soroka comes back at around Labor Day. I don't think they're going to rush him, but they may integrate him into the lineup. But of course, we know Alex Anthopoulos is the best trade deadline dealer. Hard stop. I just mentioned the four guys he got last year. 2015, he got David Price, Troy Tulowitzki, and oh, by the way, Ben Revere, who is leading the NL in hits, the Troy Hawkins, Mark Lowe, the Jays went to the NLCS. He's going to do the same this year. They have a stacked lineup. They are all only one and a half games back or a half game back of uh, of the Mets. They have they have the third most wins in baseball. I know you know Alex Anthopoulos um, very, very well. And I remember him from from the Montreal Expo days when I was doing the post game show. He was like the video coordinator, or yeah. you know, I mean, he was just sort of you know a, a guy in the building that was always you know, but he was always right beside Omar Minaya. right? I, you know, so he was it was just there. I so he didn't. It was like an apprenticeship or something that he was soaking it all in from Omar Minaya. But I'm fascinated by Anthopoulos, who in the past was just very aggressive with free agents and big money contracts and let's sign stars. But he really has adapted, hasn't he, as his career has gone on. Like, fascinating to see his growth as a manager, Jason, to see. And it's to the point now, he almost has that, like, Danny Ainger, Messiah Jiri feel to yeah. it. It's like, listen, if you're going to do business with him, he's getting the better of it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's going to be one of these deals. Like, you talked about with the Dodgers. when you said, yeah, the Dodgers don't miss out much on deals. Like, they don't. If you trade with the Dodgers, they're generally going to win. And Thopolis is so good right now because I'm just thinking all those players that you talked about, nobody cared, bro. 
Oh, Chalk yeah. Peterson. People roll their eyes. Yeah, Chalk Peterson's not going to replace Okuna if they think that. And like this, the collection of parts, the magics, all these guys that they brought in, bro, that people don't talk about. He's just a smart baseball guy on top of man. And He's not just only a smart that, guy. You hit the nail on the head. He trades 12 months a year. He picked up Josh Donaldson on the Friday of American Thanksgiving. He picked up Matt Olson uh, also in the winter. He picked up those guys in July. He is a 12-month-a-year trader. He makes big trades. He's not afraid to trade a lot of his prospects. Josh Donaldson, he traded Brett Lowry. Uh, he traded uh, Beretta, who, who was the uh, short-season player of the year in 2014. Not afraid to go all in. And not to mention 2015, uh, Sanchez, Stroman, Osuna, Pilar, they were developed, these guys. That sounds a lot like Acuna and Albies and Riley and Soroka and Strider and Contreras. There's a great mix there. And don't get me wrong, he just won a World Series. He's probably going to have the green light to be able to go all in again this trade deadline. They're a dangerous team. What do you, I think they're going to track down the Mets. I've been talking about this. I think they're going this. to also. I mean, look, they're, they're within a game now. The Mets are minus 155 right now at FanDuel. Atlanta Braves plus 110 to win a division. Do you think the Braves win this division when it's all said and done? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, if you can get plus money right now, especially with um, uh, with Acuna Jr. not hitting well without Albies and without Olsen, uh, you know, he's probably going to set the record for the most amount of extra base hits uh, with 92 if you can do that without those guys and they haven't even sort of, you know, seen the turn or seen the river yet, the last come to trade deadline, uh, that's if you can still get plus money, do it now on the Braves. Jason B. Takafin throwing it down with us. Jason, uh, American League MVP. There's the big debate that um, that many, many shows and people are having about the MVP and can you give the MVP to a player on a losing team, which they have in the past, obviously. But in your opinion, is it Aaron Judge or is it Otani? It's Otani. I never want I never wanted to be normalized what Shohei Otani is doing. I never wanted to become ho hum. He's in last place. He is a top five pitcher. He is a top hitter, top five hitter. He's the same person. It's even more impressive that he's doing it on a bad team because he's not picking up empty calorie RBIs or he's not picking, he's not pitching in 11 1, you know, games where he can just throw strikes and the guys are grounding out the second base. It is super impressive. He is the MVP. I love me some Aaron Judge. I love me some drama, right? Aaron Judge, by the way, uh, he came out on a tear. Four home runs in his first five games. Uh, you don't think he wants to stick it to the Yankees for not, you know, for leaking his contract demands? He is an absolute house on fire. Um, it's still Otani. The only way Otani doesn't win is if he gets traded to the National League. And even then, he would probably still finish in the top five in American League voting. Reminds me a little bit of Jacob deGrom last year. Uh, he only pitched the first half, still finished the top nine inside. Angel fans, just their week. heart just sunk. So you're saying if Otani got traded, wait, is, that, is this the bold prediction that hit bone the bombshell? Listen, what, uh, what would you, I mean, if you were the, if you were the angels, he has arbitration for next year. He makes five and a half million dollars this year. Okay. You are in, you are in last place. You are 25 games under 500 since Reed Detmer's no hitter on May 10. You absolutely, you could fire Phil Nevin. You could be on your third manager. <laughs> right, you, you, Mike Trout has a. Has I guess a it wasn't Madden's fault after all, huh? <laughs> that's not something you. That's not something uh, you want to play with, so to speak. And I'll tell you this: the Angels' attendance this year, right now, is thirty-one thousand fans. That is down by about seven or eight thousand fans pre-COVID. They hovered around 37, 38,000 fans from two thousand twelve to two thousand nineteen, when the going was good in the social years. Two thousand ten, it was forty thousand. Two thousand eleven, it was thirty-nine thousand. But all throughout Mike Trout, even though they weren't doing good, they, they hovered 37, 38. 
Now they're 31. That includes the Dodgers coming to town and getting 89,000 for a two-game series. That includes the Red Sox for four games, three games in the Mets. Um, that includes opening the season against the Astros. There's a lot of apathy there. There's probably a lot of anger. If you have a chance to trade Shohei Otani, you do it because you just package him as if he is two players. Remember what the Clippers uh, traded for Paul George and the and the Oklahoma City Thunder were just like, well, you're getting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, so we're going to take seven first rounds. You have to position Otani as you are getting two players, and you're probably getting someone who's legitimately going to move the ROI needle. You have to get everything, like and maybe even more than what Juan Soto would command. Well, word was that they said for Juan Soto would take a Herschel Walker type of uh, yeah, I deal. Uh, uh, we talk about Otani, man. I, I, I can't, I can't even imagine the quantified. Jason B. Tackafin, I cannot believe it. We're in, we're in extra innings, man. Time just flies, always, Jason. And I always appreciate. Uh, talking baseball with you. Thanks for your time, man. Thank you so much, Gabe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Hey, Brian. Care to place a wager? Tomorrow night on Fox's Celebrity Boxing, I've got Carol Channing beating Mike Tyson in three rounds. Carol Channing. You've got Carol Channing, the actress, beating Mike Tyson, the boxer. Hell, give me 50 bucks on Tyson. Yeah, you're in good company. Betting Freddy took the same wager. Late night anger management class, this is Portrait. Shout out to Fred Flintstone. He liked to lay it down. Thanks to Jason B. Tackerfin. Uh, I know uh, our listeners always enjoy Jason's uh, analysis. Check out his podcast as well. Follow him on Twitter at Jason B. Uh, Tackerfin. And in fact, I believe Jason is, um, uh, I got a tweet here uh, from him here right now. So the, the St. Louis Cardinals, Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are not vaccinated. Um, they're not vaccinated, so they're not going to be able to play against the uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. And um, Cardinals uh, Cardinals beat uh, beat writer says I don't care about opinions on if vaccines work or whether Canada is dumb. Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt are as fiercely competitive in their craft as anyone you're going to find. Not having them is a competitive disadvantage. 
so I guess like basically this the the world should change their vaccination rules for Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. <laughs> like the fact that this comes up, that the fact about this is a, not a competitive disadvantage, then get vaccinated. Like I like that you know that these like really. Like this guy, who's he work for here? Like you, you're, you're, you know, you're a beat writer and you're, you're KMOV host uh, as well. So, like, you should basically be aware then that there is a law in Canada and in the United States. If the Toronto Blue Jay players were not vaccinated, they would not be able to travel and play. This isn't very difficult to figure out. As far as competitive disadvantages are concerned, it's pretty simple. Get vaccinated or don't, and then don't cry about it being a competitive disadvantage after the fact. And I like how he says, well, we're going to debate whether Canada is dumb. You know, whatever. The United States has the same law. Basically, like, you know, 180 countries have the same law. And I don't know, Congo, Iran, and a couple, couple others don't. <laughs> like you know I'm saying? <laughs> a couple others don't. So, you know, the fact that this comes up, like, so another thing is, too, so this guy, what's his name? uh, Brandon Schaefer. So, Brandon Schaefer, you did not realize that other players all season long have been unable to play in Toronto? You covered baseball, but you were unaware. Now, you know, this is shocking news to you now. Two years into a pandemic? It's shocking. Wow. So, anyways, uh, I just... I can't believe like that we're still like people. Uh, Jason B. Takafin just tweeted in. He goes, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm angry. Lead athletes um, trust and have trusted their bodies with doctors their entire career. Surgeons, physios, trainers, nutritionists, rehab, you name it. Uh, with, the t- with the team struggling, the two stars played a vaccine card. Weak. Hot take from, uh, from Jason B. Takafin. And listen. I personally don't care. I don't care, like, if you're vaxxed, unvaxxed, if Goldschmidt's vaxxed or unvaxxed. Uh, but at the same point in time, everybody knows the rules coming into this thing. And I'm just, for me, I just find it comical and kind of pathetic that this comes up about being some sort of competitive disadvantage. I wonder if Brendan uh, Schaefer was worried about the competitive disadvantage for the Toronto Blue Jays that they had to play in in Florida and home games in Buffalo. It's funny how nobody nobody cared about the Toronto Raptors playing an entire season in Tampa. An entire season in Tampa. And these jackasses, you know, oh, their they're, they're players going to miss two games and the sky is falling, the competitive disadvantage, whatever. Well, like the, you, you've had Goldschmidt, you've had uh, you've had Aaron out all year. You can't overtake the Milwaukee Brewers. I, you know, I like, and another thing is too, they're as competitive as anybody. Well, obviously they're not. Like it's pretty clear that obviously they're not. If you're willing to miss games by not doing something, then you're putting yourself ahead of the team. Let's call it off what it is. Call it off what it is. If everyone else could do it, right? Everyone else could do it, but you didn't want to do it, so don't do it. But don't pretend that you, you know what I mean? Don't, don't like, you're some hero or something like that. Clearly, they're not. Right? It's, it's pretty clear. It's pretty clear. You know, it's funny, like, baseball seems to be a pretty unvaxxed sport for the most part. 
Like, if you look at the National Football League, man, look at Cole Beasley. Look, is, where's Cole Beasley playing this year? I'll wait for the answer. Where's Cole Beasley? He's unsigned. Teams are just like, whatever, bro. You're, you're a problem. You know what I mean? Like, it's not so much like, I don't think everybody's like, uh, you know, um, Dr. Anthony Fauci in the National Football League, but he's proven basically that, you know what, you put yourself ahead of the team, you tweet about this stuff all the time, you complain about the rules all the time, and you're done, right? And look, he, he basically tweeted himself, like, like, I don't know if he thinks he's a martyr or something like that. Because I don't think, you know, I don't think every player in the National Football League is vaccinated, but they don't cry about it, right? That's, you know, look at Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge wasn't vaccinated. Aaron Judge wasn't vaccinated. He found out that I can't play against the Toronto Blue Jays. If I don't get vaccinated, I can't play against the Blue Jays. And we play against them nine times in Toronto. And you know what? Good for him. He he took one for the team. He didn't want to get vaccinated, but he did. And I guess the sky didn't fall for him. He's having a career year right now. I want to get into uh, to, to the UFC. I want to get into the, uh, the yesterday's uh, UFC card. We posted eight picks on Twitter overnight. After the show, I got into it, and I was like, all right, you know, it's an early morning card, so I'm going to post the picks up. And um, we went six and two. And we would have swept the board, would have, could have, should have, but you know, we didn't. But basically, like, our two losses were one fight, Matthias. Obviously, it was a massive mistake in taking Alexander Gustafson. <laughs> and you know, you know, I don't like betting on the older dudes. You know, I don't like the old guy fights when they fight each other. I don't like the old dudes. Like, I don't... I don't have a good feel for it. Like, I don't, I, you know what I mean? You just, just bet against them, essentially. That's the, that's, I guess that's the, the moral of the story. Um, it's hard to come back after two years. He, I don't know, he seemed kind of punch drunk and just like, he got ambushed. But let's, I'll give credit to Krylov just for killing him the way that he did, Matthias, early in the fight. Like, like Gustafson, I don't know if Gustafson thought like oh, I'm back and you know what I mean like it's gonna be a sparred little little bit of you know <laughs> like like Krylov didn't even let him set up like basically the fight started and Krylov just like was like shot out of a cannon and drilled him and realized you know what he's hurt for real and Gustafson was rattled and he just looked slow and you know he couldn't he couldn't get anything off he couldn't get out of it and um, he got absolutely murdered. I think that's it for Gustafson, bro. He shouldn't fight anymore. Like, you came back, you tried, it's done. <laughs> it's done. But it sucked because I had him, and I had the uh, I had over one and a half rounds in that fight. But every other bet I won, uh, the Molly McCann and the Patty Batty uh, parlay won. We hit a Dolby Mikhaev uh, parlay that won. Um, we had Curtis Blades. We get to that. We got lucky, whatever, you know. But last week we lost with Ortega with an injury. Like I said, it always evens out. We had Blades. Um, we had Hermanson. Um, we we did well with the total. Like I said, I won six of the eight bets. My only two losses was Gustafson that I took. I got to own it at plus 180. And uh, I took over one and a half, and he got murdered in about 1.5 seconds, uh, actually. But, um, you know, it is what it is. We talk about the injuries. Sort of like bad calls and, you know, bad decisions in the UFC. It sucks. Last week, we got totally, I thought we got screwed over with the Air Jordan fight and stuff like that. Who was that against, against Burgos? But 
It evens out. Like Joey Odessa used to be a regular guest with us, but he's busy working right now in Florida. Um, with, with, with Joey, used to always say, you know, the the you know, you're gonna win a you're gonna win a fight that you shouldn't have when you bet, and you're gonna lose when you're gonna get screwed. But it sort of evens out, and it's hard to swallow that at the time, but it kind of does. You know, I mean, look, last week I lost with Ortega. Doesn't mean Ortega was gonna win the fight for for you know, there was a sure shot he was gonna win the fight, but I never got a chance. His arm, his shoulder popped up. And then yesterday, Aspinall, his uh, his knee popped or his leg popped, whatever. And uh, we got lucky with Curtis Blades uh, there, but I'll take it, Matias. Six and two. And I got to tell you, I'm really enjoying the afternoon fight. Saturday afternoon, it's cool. Uh, I like this, especially in the summertime now. Like against college football, would be a dumb idea. But in the summer, I think it's a great idea. These Saturday afternoon fight cards, I'm liking them. Yeah, I had fun with it too, Gabe. And you know what? I love I love the morning, but once we got into the afternoon, I was a train wreck. You know, I was really hot for the prelims. I'm like four and one, thinking, oh man, here we go. It's going to be another great week. I've t- I've had two back to back great weeks, and I was feeling good again about this one. And then, man, was it a disaster. Starting with Volkan Ozdemir. You know, I I, I liked Volkan all week, and then I switched my mind. Oh, that was another one I had. I had Ozdemir and he over. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I flip flop so much this week, and I don't know why I did. So I got it in my own head. Like, I, I had Vulcan all week. Don't flip flop with MMA betting, bro. And I'm telling you, like, I, I, I've i been doing this a long time. It is. I know me personally. Anytime I flip flop or I'm, or I'm unsure, I lose. You know what I mean? Like, if I look at a fight right away and I'm like, oh, yeah, I like this guy. I'll win. I'll win the fight. Like nine, I'm gonna say nine, seven out of ten times. When I just first, then I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I like this guy. Like when I first see the odds or a fight is announced, I'm like, oh that guy's gonna win or she's gonna win. Like oh, I like, I like that fighter. Um, but there's sometimes fights where you, you know, you debate, you go back and forth, and I, that's when you end up losing. I was gonna tell you that the other night when you said you're going back and forth on a fight. If you're going back and forth on a fight, you're kind of dead going into it, to be honest. I felt good about Hermanson all week long. Same thing. And even on the show, I promoted it. I'm like, you know what? I'm going with Jack Hermanson's one of my top picks. Come fight day, I do some more research. I watch some some Curtis fights, and I'm like, oh, you know what? I think this pressure might get to him. And when it came down to pressing the button, I pressed Curtis, and I just wanted to break my foot. I just wanted to You're overthinking so things. Oh, overthinking. Gosh, was I overthinking it? And that's exactly what I didn't do the last two weeks. So just disaster main card for me, but it'll be a better week coming up this Saturday. That's for sure. Oh, we got a big time, uh, the Venezuelan Vixen. She was on our show at the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, Can big card this week. Again? Oh, nobody, th- nobody believes so. She's a plus 235 favorite, but I think she can, actually. I'm not going to get my pick yet. Too. I think she can. I wonder, I, I don't know. Like, Nunes is getting older. I wonder, like, Nunes' interest and just, you know what I mean? Um... I think I think yeah, this is gonna be a sneaky fight. But just for the rec, we'll handicap it throughout the week. But yeah, Nunes is minus three twenty. I'm not laying three twenty with Nunes. I'll tell you that. Uh, she, she's minus three twenty. Payne is plus two thirty five. Uh, Brandon Marino is minus two twenty. Uh, Kai Kara France is plus one sixty eight. Derek Lewis. We got some heavyweight action here. Derek Lewis minus one twenty against uh, Sergi uh, Pavlich is uh, minus one oh six. Alex Perez is a plus 128 uh, underdog against uh, Pantoja. Pretty good card here, Matthias. Oh, we got Anthony Smith on the card here, too. Well, he's a big underdog. That's when Smith wins, when no one thinks he's going to win. Exactly, David. You're right. We have a great card, and the PMs are getting stacked as well. Overall, just a great top to bottom. I think we have a lot of great underdogs coming up this weekend, too. I'm looking forward to this main event to see if she could do it again. 
Uh, Anthony Smith's never been the same since he got into that fight with the meth head in his living room. <laughs> Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Um. Oh, yeah. Level two. Queries on your and Sports Talk Radio continues. This is Sports Rage. Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Shout out to Sports Map, Sports Byline, Sports Grid, Sirius XM Channel 159 as we kick it on the Sports Grid Radio networks. We're also on the Sports Grid Television Networks and a million affiliates as well at weekdays uh, 6 o'clock Eastern Time uh, on Sirius XM Channel 159 and uh, a bunch of TV uh, stations. Including Cleveland. <laughs> so we got a picture from uh, someone in a hotel room uh, the other day watching our show in a hotel room in Cleveland. It's funny. I thought it was in Mexico. I went on in Mexico too. We're on in the um, I'm going to say we're on in every every Calientes or anything like that, but we are on in like sports books in Mexico on TV and um, sports books and like uh, dog tracks and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I'm dead. I often get I often get like texts from people that are in Mexico. They're like, bro, you're on TV in Mexico. Did you know that? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I did know that actually. I did. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know like it surprised me the first time. It was Paul Bovey the first time. Paul Bovey goes, uh, you're on TV in the sports book in Mexico right now and uh, at 6 o'clock Eastern. And I said, I said, nah, I said, are you sure it's me? I said, it's probably just another bald guy, LOL. And he responded. He goes, no, you're talking to Steve Merrill. Like he basically said, he goes, yeah. He goes, what do you think, I'm an idiot? He goes, I, he goes I'm not drunk like you. <laughs> said something about drink. He goes, I don't drink. He goes, he goes, yeah. He goes, it's you. And he goes, you have Steve Merrill on right now. He goes, I'm watching it. Um... So, uh, yeah, weekdays at 6 Eastern. So, for the record, this Pena and Nunes fight, I look forward, we'll break down the cards throughout the week. Uh, if the UFC give me good cards, I'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, some of them, it's like, you know, I like the weekly cards. They have to produce a lot of content, but I got to tell you, they're having a good summer. Like, these are some good cards. Now you got you got a big-time fight here. Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes. Bantamweight uh, title defense for uh, Juliana Pena, the Venezuelan vixen. Uh, this card not in Vegas. American Airlines Center in Dallas. 
Late night anger management class. This is Fortridge. Level three. Next. Bring it. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.